Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, Amen, amen, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains just a grain of wheat. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it, and whoever hates his life in this world will preserve it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there also my servant will be. The Father will honor whoever serves me. The Gospel of the Lord. So our blessed Lord Jesus, uh, in the incarnation, when God becomes flesh, when the Word becomes flesh, what happens there is that Jesus transposes, if you will, into earthly time, into space, the, like the very love of the Trinity. What does the Trinity's love look like? What does it feel like? What does it sound like? It looks like self-giving, self-emptying love. Right? St. Paul, in his letter to the Philippians, he says, Jesus, though he was in the form of God, did not deem equality with God a thing to be grasped at, but rather he emptied himself and took the form of a slave being found in human likeness. And because of this, God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name above every other name. This thing that Paul quotes there in his letter to the Philippians uh, is a hymn, Scripture scholars say, which means it's one of the earliest formulations of like, how the church came to understand who Jesus was. That he is this, like, the self-emptying love of God. What does the, tr- the Trinity's love look like? It looks like self-emptying, self-gift. And nowhere is it more eloquently on display than on the cross, right? Like the cross, crucified, hung up for all the world to see, that's what the Trinity's love looks like. But when it's transposed, if you will, into the fallen world, what does the Trinity's love look like in the context of a fallen world? It looks like the Son of God on the cross saying, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me, right? Like on the cross, what Jesus is doing in many ways one of the things that he's doing is he's establishing the pattern, if you will, the prototype of like human flourishing. We talked about this yesterday in my homily with St. Teresa Benedict of the Cross, but like cruciform love is the only form of real love. Unless love is willing to suffer and be poured out, then it's not really love. Love that's not willing to suffer is not really love. This is the paradox. You know, our faith is full of paradoxes. This is one of the central paradoxes at the heart of it. And the saints, in a particular way, the martyrs, exemplify these lives that were conformed to this pattern of Christ's own self-emptying, crucified love. So the saint that we have today, right, St. Lawrence, um, early, early church, uh, deacon, saint, martyr of the church. We, all, we know almost nothing about him, um, yeah, we know like, almost nothing about him other than that he was a deacon in the early church and under Pope Sixtus II. 
tradition, right, lowercase t tradition, holds that he was in charge of the church's material goods, the church's treasury. And he was approached by a Roman prefect, as the story goes, to bring um, all the church's treasures before Rome to basically, you know, they were confiscating the church's treasures. And he was given three days to do this task, to get everything together and deliver it, hand it over to Rome. So what he does is he takes all the treasures, all the goods, everything that the church has materially in Rome, gives it away um, to orphans, the poor, the widow. He gives it away, and then what he does is he brings the lame, the crippled, the blind, um, yeah, the, the anoim, as St. Luke says, the, the little ones, the poor ones, the ones the world accounts for nothing. He brings them before this prefect, and he says, here are the church's treasures. That's what he did, right? And he was martyred for this. The story goes he was martyred on a gridiron, not a football field. He was martyred on this, like, grill, essentially. And this is why he's the patron saint of comedians. I don't know if you know that. Because as they were cooking him on one side, he said to his torturers, as the story goes, uh, you can flip me over, this side is done. Which I think is hilarious. So that's why he's the patron saint of comedians. So look, we know virtually nothing about this man apart from his radical conformity to Christ and his pattern of self-giving, self-emptying love. Like I said yesterday, Teresa Benedict of the Cross, like conformity to Christ crucified. If you want to find life, as Jesus says in this gospel, if you want to find your life, lose it. If you want to have life, give it away. If you want to like be fulfilled, pour yourself out. Like These are the paradoxes. Lay your life down, embrace the cross. That life comes to us in the dying. It comes to us in the dying. right? The grain of wheat, unless it falls to the ground and dies, it just remains a grain of wheat. I was, I was praying about that, that phrase that Jesus has in the gospel, and I was praying about the word just, because I think the enemy loves more than anything that word just. Like he wants us to just play it safe. He wants young people to just think about themselves. He wants... He wants us to do just the bare minimum, do just what's required, just hold on to your life. Just be a grain of wheat. Don't pour yourself out. Don't lay your life down. Because he just wants us to be barren and lifeless and powerless, and he doesn't want our lives to bear the fruit that God intends. And, and as I was praying about this, I was thinking uh, about our amazing deacons at this parish. And I was so glad you guys are both here this morning. So I'm going to embarrass you for just a second by just singing your praises because I think that in a particular way, you both, Deacon Rich, Deacon Roger, you guys, in the way that you pour your lives out for this parish, for the ministries that you give, the way that you pour yourself into people's stories and hearts and the way you walked with people, um, it is so beautifully, abundantly clear that you are not just grains of wheat, that you have done the dying. You've laid it down, and it's just such an amazing thing, and this parish is so blessed for that. So Deacon Lawrence, I think, would be, uh, St. Lawrence would be very, very just proud of you both, and I'm just so grateful for you both. So anyway, today, inspired by St. Lawrence, I just want us to think, um, like, am I saying yes to the work of the Holy Spirit, who is inviting me every day, every hour of every day, into that like into that posture of dying, of surrender, of giving to the cross, giving myself to the cross, right? Like Jesus is inviting us into the deepest of intimacy with him, which is found at the cross, the point of self-surrender, self-giving love. Lord, I will enter into this. 
I will be cracked open and poured out for others today. That's what the Holy Spirit's always moving us into, away from selfishness, towards self-gift. Amen.